Hallelujah, you're listening to Revelation Bible Study from The Last Days Ministry here at WGM Church. Before we continue with today's Bible study, let's begin with the words from Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes Shalt thou behold, and see the reward of the wicked? Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. In the book of Revelation, the Lord himself appeared to the Apostle John and told what would happen in the future. He said, the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth and also tell us of the future events. Anyone who receives Jesus Christ is born again of the Holy Spirit and will enjoy true peace and comfort. Therefore, the Holy Spirit is said to be the Comforter. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you, but if I depart, I will send him unto you. John 16, verse 7. It's not contemporary consolation, but a true and eternal consolation. The comfort that the world gives is temporary and problems will eventually arise. But the comfort that God gives is eternal. That is why we are comforted when we know the words of Revelation, knowing what will happen ahead. No matter how difficult life may be, wouldn't it be true comforting to say there are eternal blessings in the future? That is why the Lord appeared to the Apostle John and said, Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. Now he said this 2,000 years ago, and how close is the time now? The Lord says, When I write to the angel of the church in Laodicea, I stand at the door and knock. And he is standing right at the door. I hope you will hear the voice of our Lord through these words. The Apostle John not only saw 2,000 years ago what would happen in the time of the tribulation when, the, when his spirit was raptured in the Holy Spirit, 
but he also saw and recorded the scenes that would happen from the heavenly throne. Do you have any hope for heaven? And through these words and the Holy Spirit, the very heavenly throne on which our Lord Jesus Christ, where our God and Father is now, where he is sitting at the right hand, don't you all want to go up to the third heaven? The third heaven which Apostle John and Apostle Paul went up to. It is the place where Elijah went up on horses and chariots of fire. Today we will continue our study of Revelation chapter number 5. God's words are truth. The Apostle Paul said, Yea, let God be true, but every man a liar. We are purified when we hear the words of this truth and act upon them. The Lord said in his last prayer, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. When we are sanctified, when we realize the word of truth and walk in the word of truth, and when we walk in the Lord, we can be sanctified. It is different from the holiness that the world gives. It is different from the holiness claimed by the religious people. Holiness based on religious worldly people only look holy on the outside. Only when we understand and obey the word of God and be washed by the water in these words, all our wrinkles, spots and specks washed away and we can meet the Lord as the Lord's bride when he comes. From chapter 5, seven sealed book appears. Sealed not only once, but sealed seven times. Why is it sealed seven times? Seven is God's number. It's a complete number. And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the backside sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? And no man, no man in heaven, nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. And why did the Apostle John weep? Because no one could reveal or uh, remove the seal. Just then he sees a lamb appearing. In this vision, John sees a figure like a man sitting on a throne. In his right hand is a book written inside and outside and sealed with seven seals. What is this book? It is most likely the words of Revelation. In the days of Daniel, these words were sealed. However, since it is now being opened unto John, it is most likely the words of the book of Revelation. Here there is no one in heaven who can break the seal, neither any angel nor the saints who have gone before or any being in heaven can break the seal, neither the earth nor famous preachers, scholars, popes, bishops, or priests who live on this earth can break 
this seal. Also underground, no devil, unsaved souls, or demons under the earth can break this seal. No one could open the book or look at it. Opening the book. This opens up to understanding. Starting in Luke 24:44, the resurrected Lord met with the disciples who went fishing. As they ate fish together, the Lord said, All things recorded concerning me in the law of Moses. The writings of the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. In doing so, it was written that Christ would suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. Therefore, you all are my witnesses. It was then when he opened their understanding, they realized the words taught by the Lord. Also, when Paul went to uh, Philippi of Macedonia and preached unto Lydia, the Holy Spirit opened Lydia's understanding, and she began to understand his words, entreated the Apostle Paul and showed him hospitality in her home. No one can understand these words unless the Holy Spirit opens our understanding. In other words, they have eyes but do not see. They have ears, but do not hear. That is the why the book of Revelation says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Those who hear the word of God, they understand it and realize it and act according to the word. Every sermon you hear on Sundays, Wednesdays, or even at dawn, you didn't realize it. You didn't understand it because you didn't actually hear it. That's why the devil will take it all away. You must pray that God will open your understanding. Otherwise, the birds will come and eat all the words. The word of God must be opened to you by the Holy Spirit. It is unto the humble that God gives grace. And one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book, and to loose the seven seals thereof. Who is the lion of tribe of Judah? That is our Lord Jesus Christ. He won. The root of David has triumphed. Although he is descendant of David, physically, um, he is a descendant of David as a human. But as God, he is the root of David. Our Lord, who is the root of David and the son of David, is a perfect God and a perfect man. How else could you know? No one can confess that Jesus Christ is Lord except through the Holy Spirit. It is impossible to admit that Jesus Christ is the Creator, God. Because the Jews did not understand, because they did not have the Holy Spirit, they treated the Lord as a son of a carpenter, Joseph, and they killed him. But he is victorious. He will open the book and break open the seven seals of the book. Our Lord Jesus Christ came over uh, overcame Satan in the wilderness while he was in the flesh. He 
also paid for the sins of this world when he died on Calvary. He became victorious upon his resurrection. Upon his resurrection, he not only overcame sin, but also overcame death. Therefore, if you believe and receive the Lord Jesus Christ, your sins will be removed and you will receive eternal life. That is why he gave the right to become children of God to those who receive him right away and believe in the name of his Son. And this is not born of blood, of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. This is being born again. The old person is dead. Not as Adam's descendants, but became Jesus Christ's, God's descendants. This is the gospel. If you have not received Jesus Christ at this time, and do not have eternal life in you, please confess that Jesus Christ is Lord at this time. Believe and receive this Jesus Christ, who is God, who came to this earth in the flesh, took on my sins, died and rose on the third day. Do it wholeheartedly. If it is not for this Jesus Christ, I cannot help but to perish forever. When you receive the Lord with such an earnest heart, a trembling heart, and a fearful heart, the Lord will enter into you and give you eternal life as He promised. This blood of Christ will cleanse your conscience and help you serve God. He overcame the sins of the world at Calvary. He also won in Gethsemane. Therefore the Lord restored the paradise that Adam lost because of sin and the kingdom of God. There are many words like this in the Psalms. Psalms are not just about comforting us on this earth while praying. The Psalms contain prophetic words of the sufferings of our Lord, how he will reign for a thousand years on this earth, that tribulation will come on this earth, and the coming eternal world. Therefore the Lord came as the last Adam, destroying Adam's sin and death, restoring heaven and earth again. Yes, heaven and earth will go on forever. Our momentary sufferings here on earth, even if it is even if the world is 6,000 years long, it's only been six days in God's eyes. For that reason, just as the Lord rested on the seventh day, in the seventh millennium, the 7,000th year, the Lord will come again as king on this earth. That is what it means for him to be the king of kings and lord of lords. The person who realizes this, the kingdom will be inside of them. What does it mean by thy kingdom come? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is the prayer that Lord taught is not just to memorize and repeat mindlessly after every worship and church meetings. If you are truly the children of God, thy kingdom, his kingdom, should come up on you as soon as you wake up every morning. Otherwise, there is no hope. 
His will must be done on earth as it was in heaven. Just like when he cast out the devil, he will do it again on this earth. When you pray earnestly, an angel of God will receive your prayer in a golden vial and pour it on the altar of the heavenly throne. Then when the angels pour out the vials on this earth during the seven-year tribulation, vengeance for God's children will take place. The Lord's Prayer is not to be repeated mindlessly, but to pray earnestly verse by verse. The Lord said He will repay those who praise like this. This wonderful confession of the children of God who truly sees the coming of the kingdom of the Lord in heaven and on earth and who regards the holy God as holy, that the kingdom, power, and glory belong only to the Father, came up before the Lord. For he will deliver them from temptation and from evil and wash these people from all their sins so that they can live holy lives as always. In Psalm 8, we can see the restoration of the heaven and earth that Adam once lost. In the final verse, verse 9, O Lord our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. His name is said to be exalted in all the earth. It isn't right now. There are many more who do not believe. But in the future, everyone will praise his name. There are no evildoers. There will be a new heaven and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. This is the content of Psalm 8. Please do read Psalm 8 carefully. What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? Psalm 8 verse 4 Because man is made in the image of God, even though he has sinned, he can recover and enter the kingdom of God, so that the new heavens and the new earth where righteousness dwells, the very words of the Apostle Peter made clear. The Holy Spirit spoke through him. A thousand years are like one day, and one day is like a thousand years. Look to new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. You have to look forward to it. Otherwise, there is no hope on this earth. This world is no place where God's saints can live. Wherever we go, we encounter sin. That is why we must have the desire to live in a restored kingdom where there is no sin. That is why the Apostle Paul always said that it is better for me to leave the body and be united with the Lord. When you and I have this kind of faith and hope, we can overcome the world. The book of Revelation contains such beautiful view of the throne of God, the kingdom of God, and how the Lord will come and restore it. How can we overcome the world without reading these words? We can't. There are a lot of people who have suffered miserable things. How will their environment ever change for the better? Only by the coming of our Lord. People living in the United States simply live in complacency. But think of the Christians living in poor conditions such as China, 
the Muslim nations, and in North Korea. Where are their hopes? The only way is for thy kingdom come. Not United States. How many times will they pray that there is no hope unless the kingdom of Lord Jesus Christ arrives? People living in the United States do not like this sort of prayer because they like this country so much. And that's a problem. I earnestly pray that you will realize once again in the name of Jesus Christ. Revelation 5, verse 6 and 7, And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. He died, but he lives. He appeared in the form of a lamb. In a vision, John sees Christ portrayed as a real lamb. The Lord showed him spiritually. John one twenty nine, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. The Lamb of God who takes away all the sins of the world. His blood has the power to take away all the sins of the world. His blood is powerful. Believe in his blood. This hymn was created by a person who realized this truth. We must be con uh, cleansed by the blood of Christ. A five-year-old grandson of an elder pastor was singing the hymn There is Power in the Blood for two hours straight. So a grandmother at church asked the young child why he was singing that hymn, and the boy replied he had a lot of sin. How could a young boy know? Only through the Holy Spirit, of course. So whether you are a five-year-old boy or a 75-year-old man of morals, if you do not see the sin within, you are still blind. That person does not see necessity for blood of Jesus Christ. Only those who realize they are sinners seek the blood of Christ. And without that blood, no one can be saved. Satan also appears in various forms. He appeared as a cherub, a serpent, a dragon, and as an angel of light. The Lord can also appear in different form as well. He appeared in the form of a lamb. Jesus, who was slain like the lamb who appeared to Apostle John, clearly shows us that he is God. It is not a past event. What he showed the Apostle John is what he intends to show us now. Apostle John suffered very much as well. He saw the Lord as a lamb that was slaughtered, a young lamb that was slain, a lamb offered as a sacrifice. This literally means the lamb. The Apostle John described this lamb bleeding from its throat. Otherwise, it is a depiction of the scars on the body of Jesus Christ at the cross. And if there was no blood at that time, it would be a depiction of the nail marks 
on the hands and on the feet and the spear piercing at the rib of the Lord Jesus. In a sense, this showed that the blood of the Jesus Christ and the scars of the cross as a proof of redemption which will be carried throughout eternity. The lyrics to the hymn, When My Life Work Is Ended, says, I shall know him by the print of the nails in his hand. Those who believe in our Jesus Christ and are born again of the Holy Spirit, as the Apostle Paul and Apostle John testified, said that when the Lord comes in the future, they will be transformed into the same image of the Lord. If the saved saints look just like the Lord, how can we distinguish them? How can the Lord distinguish himself from his children? His nail marks on his hands and feet and the mark on his side. Otherwise, we would not know that he was Jesus. It is truly sad when we think about this. Being the bride of Christ, you will be changed into the same image. When that day comes, we too will appear in the same image as Jesus Christ. And we can see that the Apostle John and Apostle Paul testified to. So, the only imperfect body in heaven may be that of our Lord Jesus Christ. Imperfect body here does not mean that there is a sin or blemish. But the Bible states the resurrected body of Jesus Christ before his resurrection from the dead. He still bears the nail and the spear mark that were part of the crucifixion. The glorified body of our Lord Jesus Christ will still bear the scars of the cross. This is an amazing fact. Entering eternity, in billions or tens of billions of years from now, even though we have long forgotten all the troubles and calamities we have suffered on this earth, every time we pass the throne, we will see him who bears the traces of our sins and redemption. So why not give thanks and praise the Lord forever and ever? The Apostle Paul wrote in Ephesians 1, It is to the praise of the glory of His grace. How can we forget that grace? We cannot help but praise that grace forever. This is exactly what we are going to do when we go to heaven. If a Christian in eternity would forget what the Lord had accomplished for him while he was a sinner, whenever he sees Jesus Christ still bearing that scar, he will remember that he was a sinner and that he was saved only by the grace of God. How grateful would you be? Close your eyes and think of the heavenly throne. Imagine a lamb as it, if it had been slain. Imagine Jesus Christ who still has nail and spear marks because of us. Pray now. Ask the Lord for grace. You will see in the Holy Spirit. The Word of God is Spirit. Those who have been saved, those who have been regenerated by the Spirit, can see in the Spirit. 
The Apostle Paul said when he was in prison, he was separated physically, but he was in one spirit. Whether we are in prison or wherever we may be, believers in Jesus Christ who have been born again, even though they are scattered throughout the world, they make up the body of the Lord. So the body of the Lord is physically and materially in heaven. His spirit is within us. He resides inside the believers. That's how we are connected. The church is not a decapitated corpse. That is why we pray in the Spirit. But when we see the Lord and become thankful, we can overcome all difficulties and think of the sufferings of the Lord. Our difficulties are nothing, so we must confess before the Lord with thanksgiving. Revelation 5, 8 and 9 And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of saints. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by the blood of blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. No one can go to heaven without trusting the blood of the Lord. No amount of good deeds will get you there. For all the good deeds you will be blessed on this earth. But if you do not trust in the blood of Jesus, you cannot go to heaven. The saints in heaven sing nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ. They don't sing any sacraments or Ave Marias, just like the Catholics. The saints in heaven praise only the blood of Jesus. The Apostle Paul testified of this in Colossians 1.14 and verse 20, In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. It is because of the blood that we are delivered from sin, death, and hell. We are saved. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. Therefore we must never forget the blood of Jesus Christ. Revelation 5.10 And has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. This is what we will do in the future. When the Lord comes, we will reign with them. There are many people who have changed the Bible. There are many people who do not believe in the millennial kingdom and just believe it spiritually. They claim Christians now rule on earth. No one reigns on this earth. Rather, principalities, powers, and rulers of the darkness belong to the devil. Christians cannot participate in politics. The Bible says we are not of this earth. Therefore, the world will persecute us. Those who believe to rule on this earth must change the Bible to enjoy the glory while on this earth. So they believe in such things as be healthy and live a wealthy and luxurious life, drive a nice car, live in a nice expensive house. Wasn't Abraham also rich? 
That's the Old Testament. This is the New Testament era. Those who believe in Jesus Christ must bear the cross and endure all difficulties, go preach the gospel, and suffer persecution with Christ. John 15:20 says, "Remember the word that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also." They call the Lord, uh, the teacher, Beelzebub, so they shall persecute you as well. The Lord says we can wear the crown only by bearing the cross now. The Lord Jesus Christ had to take up His cross to receive His crown. Luke fourteen twenty seven says, "And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple." No matter how well you praise, worship, and do a lot of volunteer work, a person who ba- abandons their cross and follows cannot become the Lord's disciple. Those who suffer now will be rewarded for their suffering on earth by reigning with the Lord for a thousand years on earth. This ties with Psalm twenty-five, verse five. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil; my cup runneth over. This is Lord providing a table, a food table, to those who suffer from eating poorly while living on this earth. It is a spiritual reign, not a heavenly reign, reigning over the earth. When we ascend to heaven, we live with the Lord forever. How do you reign in heaven? In heaven, we will live with the Lord as His bride forever. That's why Apostle Paul said, Second Timothy two twelve: If we suffer, we shall also reign with Him. If we deny Him, He will also deny us. Again, where we, where are we going to reign with Him? The earth, of course. This is the reward given to those who believed and abound in the work of the Lord. Revelation eleven fifteen says, "And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven saying, The kingdom of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord, and of His Christ, and He shall reign for ever and ever." When will we see these events happening? In Zechariah fourteen four, and His feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west. Zechariah fourteen nine. And the Lord shall be king over all the earth. In that day shall there be one Lord and His name one. David warns the unbelievers. These are words from Psalm two. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? He that sitteth in the heaven shall laugh; the Lord shall have them in derision. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. Kiss the sun, lest he be angry and ye perish from the way, and his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. We're going to discuss this、uh, in more 
detail next time. Blessed are those who hold on to this hope. Only then suffering on this earth will not be a problem because we are eternally blessed. This temporary suffering is not worthy to be compared with the glory that is coming soon. Blessings to you in the name of Jesus Christ that you will understand the meaning of these words. Amen.